Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mic check, mic check. Yeah, yeah. One hour down, four hours to go. This is my fourth show in a row with five hours, KM to AM on the fan. I hope you guys are enjoying it. I hope you guys enjoy the guests and the conversation. And I hope it makes you want to join the show. 877-337-6666. Taking your calls till 12. I've got a couple more guests. But let's get back to the phones. Frank is in Syosset. Hello, Syosset. Hello, Frank. You're on the fan. Hey, Keith. How are you tonight? Good. Rolling. Uh, yeah, I hear you, man. Uh, yeah, I heard you last night with Tony uh, on. Uh, that was great. Yeah. I just wanted to. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks yeah. It's always great when you have him on. Great conversation. He, he's 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 so right about the uh, guys that used to go nine innings, the pitchers that used to go nine innings. <laughs> I, I've had for- side conversations with him. He <laughs> he could have probably talked for ten minutes about that. Well, I agree with him, uh, Keith. Uh, I, I really called just to, uh, to pay my condolences to the the Harrelson family. Yes, sir. And uh, I I have a couple of memories. I was about I was 11 years old in 1969. I came running home from school, and the World Series was on. I think it was like three or three thirty in the afternoon, and I just remember everybody running all over the field. And I do remember the uh, the fight. I don't remember what ignited the fight with him and Pete Rose at second base, but I do remember that fight breaking out at second base. And then I heard uh, later on he was involved with Gary Carter with the uh, the Long Island Ducks. And I never heard a bad word about Buddy Harrelson and. You know, he reminded me a little bit of the scooter, the way he used to stand and choke up on the bat. And just uh, in some way, he reminded me a little bit of the scooter. Phil Rizzuto. But uh, I feel like a part of my, you know, a little piece of my childhood, uh, you know, <laughs> has been taken away a little bit today uh, with the passing of him. And I didn't realize he was suffering from Alzheimer's. But uh, yeah. condolences. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like uh, rest in peace to him and, and, and prayers and condolences to his family and loved ones and his fans. You know, uh, these people that we all know and love or respected or, you know, uh, you don't realize until their names pop up. He's 79 and you're not thinking of them. And then it's like, oh, man, uh, you know, I heard that today. It's just one of those things they say death comes in threes. I feel like we just lost somebody else. But um, definitely, you know, call up and pay your respects tonight. Feel free to do that on my show, Frank. Thanks for the call. So breaking news, Juan Soto and the Yankees have agreed on a record-breaking one-year, $31 million deal to avoid arbitration. Who said the Yankees ain't spending any money? That breaks the Otani deal last year at $30 million. So if Otani got $7 million, 
Juan Soto's gonna want eight hundred million. <laughs> nah, he's not gonna want eight hundred million. He ain't Otani. He doesn't pitch and hit. But he's he's gonna want over five hundred. I think he turned down four forty from the Nationals. So as we're talking tonight about the Yankees and um, you know what they're gonna spend in this contract for Blake Snell. Also keep in mind, Yankee fans, if you don't want this to be one and done with Juan Soto, there has to be some bread for next year. And you always hear me say, how Steinbrenner got money too? As we hear the, the Met fan assuring you that Juan Soto is going to be a Met next year. I don't, I don't see how you could even uh, speak that. The Yankees have to have some money. They got to get John, uh, John Carl Stanton's money out of here. So shout out to my guy, Mario. Mario Gomez, big Yankee fan. A friend of mine and someone I'm proud of. I, I went from seeing this kid just chilling in the bleachers to making his way around Yankee Stadium. And now it seems like all Yankee fans on Yankee Twitter know him. And he's locked in. I call him Yankee Brain. Like, he's got Yankees on the brain, nothing else. No other sport, no other team, nothing else. He wears straight Yankee clothes all day. My kind of guy. Uh, I follow him on Twitter. And he, quote, tweeted a tweet that I'm going to preface by saying, believe half of what you see, none of what you hear. But there's a guy named Mike Rodriguez who's an MLB insider, broadcaster, and former analyst for the Chicago Cubs in Espanol. And he actually has a picture with Juan Soto as his main photo and his banner photo from the Seattle All-Star game that just happened this past summer. He put out a tweet that says, Source familiar with the situation just told me the Yankees' offer of $30 million a year for five years, a total of $150 million, to Blake Snell was rejected because Snell wants more money or one more year. I'm not saying that's true. I'm not saying that like I'm I'm not saying you got to believe that. This is from Twitter where you really can't believe things. But think for yourself. Blake Snell at this point, a two-time Cy Young winner. Blake Snell wants his bag. Blake Snell wants the the assurance of some years. He's 31. You know, a 5-year contract to 36. You're seeing guys like Verlander and Scherzer. These guys are pitching 38, 39, 40. So, I don't know. We'll see. But if that was the Yankees' offer, five years, $30 million, I'm cool with that. 877-337-6666. Now we're going to get some Yankee fans. I see some Yankee calls popping up. But before we went to break, before I brought my guest in, I was kind of you know going on a run talking about the head coaches and the, the coaches being shown the door that are, are great coaches. And it, it just doesn't make any sense that the worst coach in the NFL the last three years, when you stack up his record, when, you, when you're trying to look at his resume and what he does or whatever, like this guy's safe because a 40-year-old quarterback that played four plays says, no, we're running it back. And the whole coaching staff is safe. Even Keith Carter, who Makai Becton and Brees Hall are publicly laughing at, mocking. They're all safe because Woody Johnson took the green pill, the Aaron Rodgers matrix pill, and Sauce Gardner bought Aaron Rodgers an eight chain, so Woody got him an iced out Woody chain, and they're in it now. They're in it now. The plan is the plan. It didn't work this year, so much so that we didn't alter the plan. There was no plan B. It was Zach Wilson. We rode that until we had to actually start Tim Boyle, and we're going to go into next year, and we're going to get a veteran quarterback next year. We learned our lesson now. You should have learned your lesson after – Two seasons ago where you watched Zach Wilson suck, you should have known that he couldn't be the QB2 one play away in this NFL. Make it make sense. Mark is in Jersey. What's up, Mark? You're on the fan. You got it. 
I was calling that Sal, but you mentioned the Yankees. I'm a Yankee fan also. I just want to make a So let's do Yankee both. Point. Yeah, let's do both. I don't think it makes that much sense for the Yankees to give Snell that much money. I'd rather than trade with Corbin Burns and potentially extend him just because Corbin Burns, I think, is better. Of, of and also because Snell with his injuries. But, but who are you going to trade? Go into this. Who are you going to trade? They, they've given up so much. And also, trades work both ways, right? Maybe the Brewers don't want to give him up. you got to give to get. It's easy to just go pay Blake Snell, who's a free agent right now, and friends with the captain of your team. It's easy, but is that smart? Because Snell is already not going into sixth inning. As he gets older, who said he's going to come out of the fifth inning? Boone's taking him out anyway. You see the Yankees love Boone's always tapping it. Here we go. They they love going to the bullpen. You watch the Yankees play? They can't wait to take I, a guy I, I, out early, 80 I, pitches. I agree with you, but the way it's going, he's going to be coming out in the third inning soon. He's getting older and older, and his injuries are just going to add up. I, I wouldn't mind the uh, assurance of a Blake Snell in this lineup, a guy that has two Cy Youngs, that has pitched in the postseason, that has some dog in him, and that's friends with the captain of the team. If they want to pay Blake Snell, I'm fine with it. they got to do something, and and trades aren't guaranteed. And Brian Cashman is the type to, to look at trades like the trade for Juan Soto and say, no, I'm not giving up Michael King. So what do you think he's saying when they're sitting down to say, uh, we want Jason Dominguez for Corbin Burns, or you know, we want Spencer Jones for Shane Bieber? He's saying no. That's Cashman's biggest problem. The past right. five but he, years. he keeps the thing is he had a lot to say and and he didn't admit any admit any fault and he thinks he's doing everything right and he's one of the best and he's pretty effing good so yeah they made the move for Juan Soto but he's right back to doing what he's been doing for years he's pretty effing something not good <laughs> all right Jets what do you got on the Jets so there's nothing good about Sal. He's a glorified defensive coordinator. Yep. And it's pathetic that they're keeping him. And he just has one thing on the side, and his name is a 40-year-old forward snapper. Yeah, let's go back to the 49ers, right? They, their defense seems to be great and great and great and great. Was it Rob Sala who made them great? D'Amico Ryans took the job over. D'Amico Ryans, look at him. His first year on the job with a rookie quarterback. Great success down there in Houston where they were doomed. After Deshaun Watson, the masseuse madman, went crazy and, and used the uh, uh, the Texans to book a bunch of masseuse, and you guys know the deal. Like, we, I'm looking at Rob Sala. Like, it is not too late. It's been Black Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They could wake up on Black Friday and say, Rob Sala sucks. He's out. We want to check on everything. Well, the only way that would happen is if Rodgers isn't on the Jets. Because as long as Rodgers is on the Jets, their owner, GM, quarterback, about everything offensive the coordinator, about everything Rogers. else in between. Aaron Rodgers is the song that doesn't end. It just goes on and on, my friends. Some Jets fans started singing it, not knowing what it was, and they will keep on singing it forever just because. Thanks for the call, Mark. Max is out there in Brooklyn. Max, you're next up on the fan. Hey, how you doing, Keith? Good. I wish the Devils would tie the game. It's 2-1 now. The, the Lightning seem to be holding here. I, I, I need them to put one uh, in the net soon. And I'm actually more of a Rangers fan, but I wanted to speak about the Yankees a second here. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to speak about the Yankees for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, see, the way it's going, the starting rotation is starting to look a little bit like last year's left field. And we're going to get a guy eventually. It's just not going to work out. 
Yeah, and, and I hate that you made that parallel, and that's 100% true, right? Oh, yeah, no, we're good. Aaron Hicks is good. We feel confident in Oswaldo Cabrera. Yeah, anybody. You know like, I, I remember to, we, I, I have Chris Kirshner coming on in about 15 minutes, and I remember him specifically asking Aaron Boone about the production in left field and do you feel good about who's been in left field and how well they've done, and Aaron Boone tried to pretend like they were good, like they've done a good job, the cast of characters out there. That can't be the case with pitching. Pitching is the whole game. Pitching, throwing the ball, throwing ball strikes, striking guys out. Pitching is the whole game. You can't just overlook that and say, oh, yeah, we'll figure it out at the deadline or we got enough depth pieces or these randoms that we sign are going to be good enough. No, they're not. And, you know, Keith, you can't be in a Marcus Stroman either. You got get, you to go all the way. Snell, trade for Burns, trade for Seas, do something. You can't something only big. bring in Marcus Stroman, and you can't bring in Marcus Stroman first. Marcus Stroman can wait, and if somebody else scoops him up, so be it. But if they run out of options, the 82 and 80 Yankees are absolutely not above bringing in Marcus Stroman, in my humble opinion. And I wanted to say, you said earlier that um, Brian Cashman wouldn't hold off Spencer Jones, but the fact is he did trade for Juan Soto, and let's be realistic a second. The Yankees are planning to hold on Juan Soto and have Jason Mingus and Jordan the outfield in the next five years. So, Well, and uh, spent- what, I, what I was saying is, like, Cashman prospect hugs. He prospect hugged Clint Frazier, Miguel and Duhar, Gary Sanchez, Glaber Torres. We can go through a long list of guys that ended up being duds that he didn't want to move on from for whatever reasons. That, so That wasn't after an 82 and 80 season, though. Right, but what I'm saying is right now, everybody keeps throwing out the name Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease is probably going to stay in the south side of Chicago. Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns, there's not a guarantee that the Brew Crew lets him go, and Shane Bieber as well, because we just faced the Guardians two years ago. They're not trying to help us out. You have to give to get, so you're going to have to give up one of your top prospects. They can't give up any more pitching depth. You're going to have to give up a position player. There are some untouchable position players for the New York Yankees that I know Brian Cashman's like, hell nah. If I'm going to prove myself, if I'm going to return the glory, if I'm going to get 28 and be able to beat my chest and say, I told you I was good, we're going to need some of these guys that we're not going to have to pay because if we pay Juan Soto, he's going to cost $500 million. Thanks for the call, Max. 877-337-6666. Let's reset a little bit. Chris Kirshner will join us at 830, and I think the Yankee conversation is hot right now. It's arbitration day, and uh, I want to go to – I just was looking at some notifications, and I know, like I said, the arbitration stuff is not – you know, great radio, but it's still news. Jonathan Lewisaga and the Yankees avoid arbitration at 2.5 million. Joel Sherman is tweeting these things out. You know him and Heyman. They're on it. They're on it for that. They get a lot of followers just off of that. They're good. They're good reporters, and I have respect for both of those guys. I see these guys at MLB Network. I see these guys at the Yankee media area. I will see them again soon. Um, I already told you about Juan Soto at 31 million. That is a record-breaking Otani's record at 30 million. Um. Adrian Hauser and the Mets, they're all good. I just was speaking about Corbin Burns and the Brewers. They avoid arbitration. They're all good. Um, As I'm rolling through here, there was one other name for the Mets that I think I saw, but now all of these notifications are piling up. Corbin Burns' number was 15 million. It's a little bit over 15 million. Clay Holmes and the Yankees have settled at 6 million plus performance bonuses 
And Nestor Cortez, my guy, Nasty Nestor. I wonder if Nestor would come on the show. Nestor or Nestor's wife, congratulations to you guys. If you're listening, like I know you told me you did uh, last year, Nasty, come on the show. We'd love to hear from you, bro. I'll see you at spring training. Or I might see you at the Pinstripe Pride again. Uh, Pinstripe Pride event again. So this is just a quick time I could promo as the calls are lining up. Uh, back-to-back weekends. The last weekend of January and the first weekend of February. If you want to meet me, here's two places I'll be. But if you're a Yankee fan, it just makes too much sense to turn the page from the miserable football season and get ready for the kickoff of this 2024 season before spring training. So we've got two events going on that are going to be a lot of fun. Saturday, January 1st. January 1st. Saturday, January 27th. The first event is a interactive meet-and-greet with Aaron Boone, open bar available, buffet available, autographs available at the new Baseline Social. If you're from Monmouth County, there's a 0% chance you don't know what Fort Monmouth used to be. Well, now Fort Monmouth is completely different, man. I haven't seen it in years. Um, Supposedly Netflix was building a studio over there. Well, there is a huge bar, club, restaurant. They have like a top golf thing built in there. It's called Baseline Social. I will be there. It starts early, 1130. I'll be there for like two, three hours that day interviewing Aaron Boone and, you know, doing a Q&A with Yankee fans at Baseline Social. If you go to my Instagram, Twitter, that information is there or just go to Baseline Social, Google Baseline Social, and it'll come out or it'll come up. Shout out to Frank Luna, Brandon Steiner and Baseline Social putting that together. The other event, I did this event last year. Shout out to Andrew Levy, Hall of Fame signings. We just finalized the deal for me to host the event again this year. Um, if you guys came to American Dream last year, I have never seen that many Yankee legends in one place. It was pretty much everybody except Derek Jeter. Mariano was there. Posada was there. Bernie was there. Uh, was Pettit there? I don't remember if Pettit was there. Don Mattingly was there. I got starstruck. I didn't, I like, stupid me. This year I won't make that mistake, but I was in the back green room area and like a kid, I'm like, that's Donnie Baseball. And like, I literally could have went up and shook his hand and introduced myself, but I just didn't know what to do at the time. I just kept walking past him like I couldn't speak to the man. I won't make that mistake twice. If you're a Yankee fan like I am or bigger than I am, Pinstripe Pride event at American Dream across the street from MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford. I'm hosting that event. And if you saw me there last year, you guys know I was just walking around taking selfies with people, shaking hands, having conversations. And kind of just, you know, helping people find their way from the parking lot up to the event. I'll be doing that again. It's February 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. They add an extra day. It's three days that weekend. And if you see the roster of names, it's, it's literally everybody. Uh, everybody except Jeter is pulling up. Some current Yankees. Nestor Cortez was there last year. Some of your old favorite Yankees. And it's at American Dream. It's the Pinstripe Pride event. And I'll see you there. So, Back-to-back weekends, the last weekend of January, the first weekend of February, down the shore, Monmouth County, Fort Monmouth in Oceanport. I'll be hosting a Q&A on stage with Aaron Boone. And then the next weekend, I will be in East Rutherford at American Dream with all the Yankee legends signing autographs, shaking hands. They also have a lot of merch available. I know my guy, Ball Vinny, will be set up. Uh, I know Brian Hoke will be set up selling his books. And you just it's just great, man. Like, I don't know. Yankee fans, we don't have... Excuse me. We don't have a fan fest, right? You guys know how some of these teams like the Cubs have Cubs Con. 
The Red Sox hate their fans, so they canceled their fan fest this year. But we don't have a fan fest. I think the Yankees once upon a time did that. The Pinstripe Pride event is becoming the new Yankees fan fest. Like, so many Yankees fans, people from Yankees Twitter, people that do Yankee podcasts, myself, um, and all of the Yankee legends in one place. John and Susan were there. Michael K was there last year. It was fun. So I'll see you there February 2nd through 4th. And then the weekend before, that Saturday, January 27th, it's me, Aaron Boone, on stage taking your questions. And there's open bar, buffet. I'm definitely eating. I'm definitely drinking. That's where I'm from. I'm going to have a good time out there that day. So 877-337-6666. When we come back, we're going to talk about the head coaching situation in the entire NFL. There are good coaches available. There are good coaches that have been fired and let go while we have Right here in New York, one of the worst coaches in the league, completely safe. It makes no sense. The Jet fan is living in bizarre world having to deal with this. Keith McPherson on the fan. We'll be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah. Rocking and rolling on the fan, man. Let's talk some Yanks right now. Joining me is CK, Chris Kirshner, who covers your New York Yankees for The Athletic. I've had him on two or three times now. This might be the third time. Chris, are you there? I'm here. How you doing? Awesome. Thanks for joining us tonight, man. Obviously, tonight is uh, arbitration day and night, and we're getting all the names and numbers out there. Any surprises for you? Anything that sticks out? Obviously, Juan Soto breaking the record with 31 million, but uh, let's go over some of the other numbers. Um, I'll let you kind of lead the way. I know you're doing this. I know you're covering this. I'm, I'm following your tweets and whatnot right now. Yeah, I mean, nothing too surprising. I think um, MLB trade rumors, who I think is the best when it comes to projecting arbitration numbers. You know, they do this, you know, usually in December. If I'm, if my math is correct, I think the Yankees. Um, with all the players that they settled with tonight and everyone that was arbitration eligible did settle. Um, so they avoid arbitration. I think their, their projections MLB trade rumors comes in around four to $5 million less than what was projected. So, I mean, I think you have to consider that a, a win for the Yankees. Yeah. Um, but nothing as far as like the numbers themselves, nothing too surprising. Um, you know, it was totally expected that Soto was going to break Shohei Otani's record-setting $30 million contract that he agreed upon last season with the Angels. So that wasn't really a surprise. So nothing really out of the ordinary. Um, it would have been totally unexpected for the Yankees to 
end up going to arbitration um, since 2000. There have only been two Yankees to actually reach arbitration. That's Chin Ming Wong and Dellen Batanzas. So Batanzas, yeah. I think, was in 2017. So it's been a while for the Yankees uh, going to arbitration. They were close with Aaron Judge, but if I remember correctly, Glad that didn't that happen. <laughs> yeah, that was done like the day before. So nothing really out of the surprise tonight. Yeah, they were they were rough on on Dellen Batanzas, and then not long after oh, yeah. he became a Met. Um, Brendan Cuddy, our guy BK, you guys should do a podcast. BK and CK uh, do a Yankee pod. <laughs> Uh, Brendan Cuddy put out the numbers. So he's got Juan Soto at 31 million, Verdugo at 8.7 million, Glaber Torres at 14.2 million, Clay Holmes 6 million, Nestor Cortez at 3.95 million, getting an extra million almost this year. Uh, Jonathan Loisaga 2.5 million, Jose Trevino, Trevino uh, 2.73 million, Trent Grisham 5.5 million, Clark Schmidt a little bit over 2 million, and Victor Gonzalez at 860,000. So. You know, they're, they're saying the Yankees aren't spending any money. There's a, the Yankees haven't spent a dollar, obviously, before the signings of uh, Cody Poteet and uh, Luke Weaver or whatnot. But uh, let's talk about the offseason now and actually spending money. I saw a report that I just mentioned, and, and you got to kind of take it with a grain of salt, especially with Twitter. And I know you know this, right, because you got to believe half of what you see, none of what you hear, because it's a, a lot of it is fake. A lot of people are doing this for clicks and retweets and followers, but Mike Rodriguez, I'm not attacking his credibility. He said a, sor- a source familiar with the situation just told me the Yankees' offer was $30 million a year, a five-year deal at $150 million total money for Blake Snell, and he rejected the offer because he wants more, more money or one year. What do you think about Blake Snell? I'm glad we found out there's an offer out there, so that makes it real, but where do you think you know, the Yankees and Blake Snell are going to meet or is somebody else going to sneak in? Or uh, what's your opinion on Blake Snell pitching for the Yankees and them getting that deal done? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't confirm that the that contract is legitimate. Um, what I had heard actually earlier today was Snell was uh, seeking a deal either seven or eight years and over $200 million. Oh. Um, you know, the, these things can change by the second, by the minute. Um, and what, from what I know is that the Yankees conversations with Scott Boris, Snell's agent, haven't been particularly close regarding Snell. Um, they like Snell at a certain dollar figure, but, you know, if Boris is angling for a deal that's worth over $200 million, I don't think the Yankees are going to bite. That's why you've heard in the past couple of days, Marcus Stroman's name um, being floated out there. What I what I do know about Stroman is that the Yankees are certainly interested, and I think one of the things that is beneficial for the Yankees' perspective is Stroman would probably be seeking a two-year deal, um, and that's just more palatable for all the other deals that are out there. Again, Snell seeking seven or eight years, Jordan Montgomery probably seeking a deal over $150 million. I don't know if the Yankees are interested in that. And I don't, and I don't know um, necessarily if Montgomery is interested in the Yankees himself. He just won a world series with the Texas Rangers. The Rangers are going through um, a bit of a problem right now with their TV deal with Bally sports. Mm-hmm. If that gets resolved and they figure out how much money, they have to spend on projecting Montgomery to end up back with Texas. So, you know, if you're asking me who out there on the starting pitcher market is the likeliest, 
right now, I would say Marcus Stroman. And, and I don't know if that's going to necessarily move the needle for the Yankees. No, it, it shouldn't. He, he's a he's a back-of-the-rotation guy, but at the same time, he's, he's a, a, a right-handed pitcher where you have a Nestor Cortez, you have a Carlos Rodon. Carlos Rodon is really a thorn in my side, man. I had so much hope for him. I guess I still have some hope for him. But like when you think about the the six years, 162 million, I think that he's making, and then what we need to do right now after going 82 and 80 with the half of the season he pitched, like that's an issue. But uh, you know, Strowman, I think is something that gets done, and I don't think it's the only guy that they buy. I don't think they can just say, oh yeah, we'll add him and we're good. But I mean, I, I, don't, I do not care. I do not care about any host at WFAN talking down on the Strowman move. I do not care about any Twitter, Yankees Twitter, Twitter fingers talking about Strowman. It's business. This guy is a starter in this league. He's from New York. He will come here and pitch with fire. And if he stays healthy, it, it, he could be valuable to the Yankees. But they have to add someone else. I, I have been out on Jordan Montgomery the entire time. I've been out on Jordan Montgomery since they traded him. Uh, watching Monty pitch before the pitch clock was slow as hell. Watching Mo- Monty pitch before the uh, Yankees traded him, they didn't score any runs for him. He was Jacob DeGrom on the Yankees. So I was perfectly fine with them moving on from him, even though Harrison Bader came over here in a walking boot. There's not going to be a reunion. The guy likes his beard. He does not want to double back, and the Yankees got to stop with their second tour. So for me, it's Blake Snell. It's Marcus Stroman. Let's talk now about potential trades. Everybody talks about trades as if they're just like, trade simulator you just put this guy in there don boop boop <laughs> like and it and it's not were you at the gm meetings or the winter meetings did you see brian cashman physically at either one of those events i did i was at both of them okay so we're on the phone right now with chris kirshner from the athletic who covers the new york yankees good and i say that to say this you physically saw his body language you physically heard his words um obviously in arizona at the gm meetings is when he you know basically went on the offensive on the attack and then that told me, oh, he's uncomfortable. He's going to do something. And then the winter meetings happen, and they do do something. They get Verdugo. They get Trent Grisham and obviously the big prize and Juan Soto. Great. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with the position players. Um, but then to see them only so far collect Cody Poteet, Kevin Smith, and now Luke Weaver, it's not good enough for the pitching. So good to hear Blake Snell offer is out there. Good to hear that they're, they're interested in potentially signing Marcus Stroman. Who are they going to trade for, and who do they even have to give up? Yeah, I mean, like you said, trades, a lot of people on Twitter, you know, go to baseballtradevalues.com and, you know, see if the numbers match and, and they're good to go. Um, you know, two of the names that they are interested in on the trade market are, you know, White Sox ace Dylan Cease and Cleveland Guardians ace uh, Shane Bieber. Bieber would probably be the likelier option out of the two right now from what I know. The the White Sox are asking for a ton for Cease, and, you know, it's understandable. He's a young pitcher, two years left of team control, um, was uh, uh, second last year in the Cy Young race. So, you know, he's one of the better pitchers across baseball. He had a down year this year, but, you know, when he's on, there there are a few pitchers who are better than him. For the Yankees, if they were to get involved with Cease, it would probably start with Spencer Jones, who's the Yankees' number one prospect, and it wouldn't stop there. You know, the White Sox are asking for multiple top prospects. I just think the price right now that the White Sox are asking for is too extreme. And even if the White Sox don't come down on their offer, on their ask, 
you have to look at the Baltimore Orioles who have a loaded farm system. And if the Orioles wanted to make a move, they, they were, they're able to do so. And I think the Orioles, you know, to, to take their next step, need a top of the line starter. And I think Cease would fit in perfectly with them. So I don't really think the Yankees have much of a chance right now. Again, unless their ask drops, which right now the White Sox seem firm in it. And for the Guardians, you know, Shane Bieber is a free agent next offseason. I don't know necessarily if the, the Guardians are going to move him just because of the fact that what we saw this past season, the AL Central's pretty open. Mm-hmm. And if you keep if you keep Bieber on your roster, you, you have a better chance of possibly winning the division. And, you know, if you get in the playoffs, who knows what happens? I don't think many people were projecting the Rangers at the start of the um, playoffs to actually win the World Series. So no, people thought the Rays would beat them. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was one of them. Uh, I, I look like a fool. Um, but, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't know if the, the Guardians are going to end up moving Bieber. So the options right now are limited for the Yankees. That's why you're hearing Stroman, and that's why you're hearing um, that there is genuine interest, especially on both sides, um, of possibly signing Stroman. So I think it's more likelier right now that they hit the free agent market over the trade market. Yeah, as we speak, the Marcus Stroman news is heating up. Marcus Stroman himself has posted pictures of him and his dad as he's wearing a Yankee shirt as a kid and also put on his Instagram story a Photoshopped image of him in Yankee pinstripes. I don't follow him, but this just happened a few minutes ago. If you follow him, this is happening in real time. He he probably blocked you on Twitter, but I think his Instagram is wide open. Why would he be posting himself photoshopped into pinstripes? Why would he be posting a throwback Thursday image of him and his dad wearing Yankees gear if he wasn't close to getting this done? I'm perfectly fine with it. Run it while I'm on air tonight. On air with us right now is Chris Kirshner from The Athletic covering the New York Yankees from the Bronx. You obviously know what the Yankees history was, what like people myself grew up on, which is why I'm a ridiculously like, you know, obsessed Yankee fan going to the stadium 40 times a year. Even last year had a baby still went to the game 25 times cuz, you know, I love the Yankees, I love the culture, I love being a Yankee fan. I want to return to glory. This is an offseason where they're supposed to be all in. This is supposed to be an offseason where they push, right? You got the the American League a, uh, the American League MVP from 2022 and the AL Cy Young winner from 2023, they got to go for it. Do you feel like they're going for it? Yeah, I mean, you look at what they did with Yoshinobu Yamamoto. They were willing to offer $300 million. Mm-hmm. They didn't offer the most money, the most total uh, dollars. The Dodgers came in at three twenty-five, and and it seemed like, uh, Yamamoto was wanting to go to the Dodgers anyway, but I mean, that showed that the Yankees are quote unquote all in. Right. That doesn't necessarily mean that they should be giving that 300 million that they earmarked for Yamamoto to Snell or Montgomery. I mean, Stroman wouldn't be getting 300 million or n- none of those pitchers should be getting $300 million. Um, but that just shows you that how Steinbrenner is committed to trying to build the the best possible team um, for 2024. Obviously, when you trade for Soto, who's going to be a free agent next offseason, and 
is likely going to command a deal worth over $500 million. I mean, the Yankees aren't, aren't stupid. Like they, they know what has to be done. They know that, you know, they have to convince Soto and, and Scott Boris that this is the place that he should finish his career at. So, you know, I, I understand the frustration, but I also get the Yankees perspective in that, you know, just because they're quote unquote all in doesn't mean that they should now be reckless and give someone like Blake Snell, who has two Cy Young awards. And when you say two Cy Young awards, you're talking about one of the best pitchers ever, but you know, he's really not, you know, it's, it's definitely uh, a special career accomplishment to win two Cy Youngs. But when you look at the non Cy Young years, he, he's just been all right. Like he's, he's definitely a good pitcher, but he's not a pitcher that you would feel good about giving $200 million to just because like the total number of years of pure dominance just haven't been there. Yeah, they and can't, I think that's where the, they that's can't where do the, the years, they, they can't do the 200 million. I understand he's friends with judge. So that might be a little bit of a lean, but, but I don't think that they're going to go that far. Chris, I'm going to let you go because I think this Stroman news might break in the next hour less um with him posting and everybody chatting about it but i appreciate you man i look forward to seeing you at the stadium spring training uh you're super solid thanks for joining us on the fan tonight absolutely thanks you ladies and gentlemen that's chris kirshner from the athletic covering your new york yankees incoming like everybody is now buzzing thinking the stroman deal is gonna happy happen uh i'd be happy if it if it does tonight i told you i showed up here wearing my full yankees gear the day that we had the rumblings about Juan Soto, I got dressed that morning, put on all my Yankees gear, and by the nighttime, it wasn't done. So I ended up showering and changing my clothes, coming in here dressed in all black. But tonight, I had a feeling that either Snell or Stroman or both or something was going to happen. I'm Yankee down. So, man, let this happen while I'm on air. I got to celebrate and, and you know, be the first one on air for the Juan Soto deal. We're going to celebrate Marcus Stroman. I don't give a damn what Gio said in the morning. I definitely don't care what Sean Morash has to say about the Yankees. Let's do this right now. Get the Stroman deal done tonight. I'm on the fan till 12. Keith McPherson, your nighttime host, taking your calls. Yankee fans call me up. Jets fans call me up about Rob Sala. I mean, I had a call up there that disappeared, and it said, will Bill Belichick be the Giants defensive coordinator? Hell no. That don't make sense for two reasons. He already did that. Also, he's chasing a record. The most wins as a head coach. Why would he submit to be Brian Dable's defensive coordinator? Brian Dable used to work for him. Keith McPherson on the fan. Eddie Mata joining me in studio. Let's take a break and we'll be right back. Uh, Keith McPherson on the fan. Did Marcus Stroman sign yet? I just went to heat up my little dinner and bring in my guest. That's got me from 9 to 10 in studio how do I introduce this guy? Okay, well, Eddie Mata is an actor. He's just a good guy, Yankee fan. And I think I told you guys in my open, the common denominator with us is I was in the 2014 MLB fan cave. So you paved the way for me in 2012. You were in the fan cave. And I do remember before I, like, submitted or whatever, I, like, you know, I, I looked at all the fan cave people. And we're definitely going to tell some stories and talk about like, that experience tonight. But you're just... You're a good dude, Yankee fan. You had me on your podcast to tell like my life story, how I, you know, got to this point. I think you got a great voice. Uh, I think you got great interview skills, mic presence, camera presence, all that. So thanks for joining me here at the fan tonight, Eddie. Oh my God, thank you so much, Keith. 
matter of fact, it warms my heart to be in your presence right now. <laughs> Seriously, man. <laughs> nah, man, it's uh, it's great. So, you know, with all of this open time, I reached out to probably 20, 30 different people. And, you know, people are busy and it's kind of last minute. But when last Thursday hit, I got the schedule and I'm like, this is the first time ever that I'm on at 7 p.m. Monday through Friday. Like, I got to mix some people and it can't just be me. And um, I'm glad that you accepted and we figured out a good time for you to come in. I know you know your stuff about sports, about New York. Uh, we're going to tell some stories. We're going to make some jokes. We're going to take some calls. And we'll pass the time, man. Maybe uh, it's, it's not even 9 o'clock yet, so you're on early. Maybe take the next couple minutes before we go to the break and update to tell anyone listening who you are that's never heard of you, like <laughs> what they need to know about you, your story, before we get into the 9 o'clock hour. Well, you know, here's the thing. Um I have a lot of passion for sports. I really love sports to death. I think that um, it, it's like life, especially the game of baseball. You know, you you fail more than you succeed. And even in life, when you're trying to go for something and, you know, you experience this, trying to make it, you know, doing everything you can to be in the sports industry. So um, I played college baseball down at Palm Beach Atlantic University. I had a scholarship. So that's my baseball background. Mm -hmm. Um and then after that, I became a high school physical education teacher for five years. And I said, you know what? I don't want to do this, man. I love entertainment. You know, <laughs> I have I have a chance to entertain. Let me do it now. Yeah. And um, I was doing, uh, I got into hosting, for, but it was entertainment, you know? It something. wasn't sports. Yeah, it was something, you know? Being out there, being yeah. out in front of people. Yeah. And uh, there was a, a red carpet challenge, and it was Ryan Seacrest was looking for a co-host. For the red carpet for the 2007 Emmys. So Keith, I couldn't believe this man. It was like 3,000 people that submitted, and they picked me, man. So I'm about you. <laughs> I was like, so when we got to the Emmys in the rehearsal in L.A., I'm like Ryan. What were you thinking, man? There's a lot of beautiful women out there, and you picked Could've me. Been anybody? Yeah. And he was like, "Listen, Eddie, you know, you you made us laugh, man. You were so comfortable in front of the camera, you mm -hmm. know, easy going." And then after that, I moved to LA, and I started doing uh, lots of commercials and voiceovers. But I, you know, when it comes to acting, I didn't really have that proper training. Like I didn't really have that conservatory, cool. theater, know? and yeah, Broadway, yeah, yeah. and. and What's crazy is my next door neighbor, may he rest in peace, was um, Chadwick Boseman. Okay. Black and Panther. Black Panther, right. But before that, we would hang out every day, like literally talk about the art. T'Challa? You and T'Challa? I didn't know that about <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Nobody knows that about me. And when he got the film 42, playing Jackie Robinson, yeah. he said, he, he, he knocked on my window and he says, Yo, Eddie, get your glove out. I'm like, glove? It's 80 degrees outside right now. He goes, no, man, your baseball glove. I'm like, my baseball <laughs> glove? You suck in baseball, man. What are you talking about? He's like, I know that. I need your expertise. <laughs> need some help. I got to throw the ball around. Yeah. So um, when he showed me the email, he says, look, I'm playing Jackie Roberts. I'm like, what? There's no way. He showed me the email. And I was like, wow. I said, well, Chadwick, you know, um, in the 40s, people hate you. So you better dodge that baseball because they're gonna they're gonna aim for your head, and you gotta dodge it like an athlete, not like a duck. So we will, you know, we we're watching Jackie Robinson's videos, and you know I would show him how to, you know, avoid a pitch coming at your head, but as a professional, you know, 
And he- I love that movie. I saw that movie in theater. Yeah. Let's let's pause, put a pin in that. Marco Belletti's in here. We got to hit you guys with the 9 o'clock update and info. Did Marcus Stroman sign? Let's do that right now. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.